The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hale Varsity Radio. Coffee and cream in the morning, powered by Currency and on the phone, Brandon Vogel. But before we get to him, we have this. Hey, Red Zone, that's the place to go. Brought to you by Red Zone Tickets. Selling since 2001. Need tickets or have tickets that you just can't get rid of? Red Zone Tickets has got you covered. You can sell tickets. You can buy tickets. Any type of tickets. That includes things like Morgan Wallen. My main man, Terrence Crawford. I will be there on Saturday. NCAA Volleyball. Uh, it's a little late, but, you know, there's this big match that happens at 10. Uh, the Final Four, it is available. Creighton, Husker Basketball, Mannheim Steamroller. Maybe you're a music guru of the NFL, too. Whatever it is, Red Zone Tickets has got you covered. Great location right here in Omaha. A reliable and local source. You folks will get to know me. That is my thing. Reliable and local. I love local. And they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Uh, this year, give the gift of memories of a lifetime that can include an event. That means you need Red Zone Ticket Express. Visit RedZoneTickets.com today. That's RedZoneTickets.com. Back to Brandon. Brandon, you are on the phone. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, thanks for having me. Be- hey, Brandon, what's going on? Be Vogues. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good, thanks. Good. Managing editor for HaleVarsity.com, one of our favorites with the promo code AR for monthly, DB for yearly. And look, no bias aside, B Vogues, but you got to pick DB for yearly. We like long-term commitments. It's so good to be talking to you as part of your home team in Hale Varsity. I agree. Congrats, guys, on, uh, on the launch of the new show and uh, all of the various podcasts. It's been exciting to follow and I agree. It's uh, it's nice to play on the same time. Same team. <laughs> Tag. We appreciate you. Hey, we just got done talking about Bryce Turner and him being the first commit of Rule's tenure and how he really fits the bill of Rule when he talked about rebuilding Nebraska, Nebraska Excuse me, getting speed uh, and talent at skill positions that come with high upside. Just speak to Bryce Turner's ability and how that uh, could be a great fit and, and a good start for the rest of the recruiting process for Rule. Yeah, I mean, if you were picking a, a commit for Matt Rule, he's straight from central casting. Um, <laughs> a a no-star prospect as, as, as a football player, but an All-American on, on the track. And it's, it's super intriguing. You know, I think there's a realistic expectation that he's, he's a little bit raw, but you, you, can't, you can't coach speed. And it's going to be an emphasis for Nebraska going forward to accumulate those those high-level track athletes, which 
is kind of an emerging trend, I think, in football generally. And, and Matt Rule was, was there early. And I'm, I'm excited to watch that un, unfold in Lincoln. Hey, so, Brandon, it's interesting because uh, and now all of a sudden he's got star rankings, which is why – I roll my eyes at the evaluation. No disrespect to my recruiting gurus. I know it isn't in exact science. My man went from no stars to three stars in like 10 <laughs> hours, and I'm like, wait a minute, he didn't even test or compete. But anyway, b I just get the sense, and I don't know if it's rational, if it's irrational, not only does Coach Rule think he can develop young coaches, which we'll get to in a second, there's this supreme confidence with this staff that they can develop players. You think that'll be fact or fiction, and is it relative to the conference? Um, it might be a little bit relative to the conference. I mean, I think there's always uh, it's always worth pausing when a coach is, is in a new setting. Um, you know, this is old stuff we don't need to, to pull back up, but I, I don't think – it was probably under – underappreciated how hard that was when Bo Pelini had to make that that transition. But, I, I mean, Rule's track record in terms of development speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the win totals there. Look at the draft picks that came out of Temple and then Baylor from his stint. I mean, it's, it's pretty cut and dried that that's what he does. Trev Albert said he was looking for – someone who would be a talent developer, and I think he, he found one, maybe one of the better ones in this, this coaching cycle. It's obvious that Matt Rule is putting a strong emphasis on local recruiting. He made his way to high schools just a week ago. Then he put on a junior day that nobody really expected. He had the time to put on, and now he is extending official visits this weekend for guys like Jalen Lloyd, Tristan Alvano, Malachi Coleman, at least locally, and then Cameron Lenhart also coming too. Just speak to his ability to instantly make a name for himself in the local scene. Yeah, he's done a good job with that. And, you know, hearing from some of the coaches that our staff writer, Brady Oltman, has been talking to, um, you know, he's, he's making a good impression with, with local high school coaches. And I think, you know, it's always smart to, to start locally, but it's also kind of strategic in this sense. They don't have their full staff. They don't have everybody who can go out on the road. So, you know, that's a limitation. But use it to your advantage. Stay local. Build that there. you got to look at these transition recruiting classes as kind of a spin of the wheel, for, for lack of a better term. Like, you're going to lose guys. You're going to get some new guys. You don't have a ton of time to to plan for it. So I think it makes a ton of sense. We can get more places the closer we stay to home. So let's just do that. I think it's a smart strategy. So let me ask you something, Brandon, because you're the perfect guy for this because you're always so measured, like Mr. Even Keeled, right? And you know with coaching transitions, unfortunately we've been through a few of them now. There's going to be some initial bumps, some initial lows, and then it's going to steady. How do you buoy watching what's potentially happening with who's entering the portal? You know, Hausman. Uh, there, there could be a couple of other bigger names. Jamari Butler broke my heart because you know I'm a huge uh, JB fan. Versus the growing of the program. How much of pruning and kind of cutting plants and rose bushes back 
do you have to do or go through as a fan to see some things bloom? Isn't this just part of the deal, do you think? It, it's part of the deal broadly in college football to agree we are never seen before. Mm. But it's always been part of the deal, I think, with a, a coaching transition. I really approach it as assume nobody is here in, in terms of players on the roster, you know, assistant coaches who you might want to see retained or might not want to see retained. And, like, whatever you end up with is just kind of a, a, a plus at the end of the day. And, and it, it's tough because, like you, I like Butler a lot. Like, I think everybody, based on his freshman season, like Hausman a lot. But it's just kind of the, the, the cost of the change, which is unfortunate. But I don't know what, what you can do. I mean, the difference now is you have an opportunity to immediately reshape a roster via the portal as well, which I don't know if it's a long-term strategy, but you know, it's a preview of what I'm working on for the December issue of Hale Varsity out next week. Mm. 2022 was maybe the best year for year one coaches in the past decade. Um, and you can look at a lot of examples of that. I think that's probably the portal. Great point. Let me follow up real quick. So do you think that becomes the new norm or do you have enough data yet to call it an anomaly? I think it's still too early to draw any broad conclusions. You know, where we're at in the portal, so it's been there since 2018, but immediate eligibility is just since 2021. Mm. You're seeing sky-high numbers in the portal, of course. And and I think eventually that's going to taper a little bit, but it's still so new that people want to exercise this kind of new, new feature that's available to them. But if, if, you know, the transfer portal number is going to stay relatively high, like, I start to wonder, do you have to start structuring your team around this? You know, things like knowing you can find wide receivers, quarterbacks, cornerbacks in, in the portal consistently, you're going to have a harder time with guys in the trenches. Like, does that change how you approach all this? And I think it's still just a little bit too early to, to make, any, make any actionable items on that. We're speaking with Brandon Vogel, managing editor for HaleVarsity.com. Brandon, got about two minutes here. We'll get you out on this note. Talk a little Nebraska volleyball. On their way to the Sweet 16 in Louisville, that match starts at 10 a.m. today. They get Oregon. But this regional is 1-2-3-4 and kind of new environment for Nebraska being a two in the tournament and also dealing with uh, various injuries. Just what are your expectations for this group moving forward? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a test of, and I mean, this is what Coach Cook tries to build all season long, season after season, a test of kind of how strong of a team they've built. You know, losing Kenzie Knuckles was, was a big, big loss, of course. And, you know, not, not just in terms of her ability, but emotionally. And you saw that in the last week of the regular season. Um, the, the way the bracket shook out, it's, as tough as it could be, as you mentioned, with the top four seeds all making it. You know, I think Nebraska is going to have to gut one out here kind of against Oregon. If they can do that, then you can maybe have the, a little bit of an emotional edge going on the road. Well, you'll already be on the road, but 
remaining on the road and getting to face former Husker great Danny Buskin Kelly in her house. Um, I I hope we get that matchup because, boy, would that be fun to watch. Hey, my my hockey aficionado, he's kind of my buddy. His pick to click today is a healthy Whitney, right? Been a little under the weather. She can serve it. He's like, I think Nebraska comes out smoking today behind Lowenstein. Steen, Stein. I, I like that a lot. I mean, she's been really good for stretches, and when she is, it tends to be when Nebraska is at its best. So if that unfolds, uh feel a lot better about getting that matchup against the Cards. Uh, fantastic stuff, B. Welcome to the – well, I guess – thank you for welcoming <laughs> us back to your home team, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> good to talk to you guys. Take care. Troy Dumas is next.